You're listening to WXOJLP Northampton 103.3 FM Valley Free Radio. And please remember, don't eat poo. This show was recorded on October 15th, 2009. It's time once again for Vegan Radio. Oh no, you're really going to do it. <laughs> oh yeah. This, this is just a classic here. <laughs> the Jones and theme, we call it. So on today's show, we have uh, someone from Vegetarian Times. And she's a vegan. A vegan from Vegetarian Times. When's Vegetarian Times going to get with the Times and call themselves Vegan Times? That I don't know. That's what well, we have to ask her. You know yeah, but you know people people have such a reaction to the word vegan. Yeah. Well, I mean, their magazine started 35 years ago. Well, even, even um, the leading vegan journal um, is called... Veg News, right? Veg they, it's not like they call themselves Vegan News. Right. So even the vegan magazine isn't using the term vegan. What's up with that? Well, people have a reaction. They have a reaction to that <laughs> term. <laughs> I mean, it's, you know, it's like you sell something and you call it vegan and people won't buy it. If you call, if you just say like dairy free, people will buy it. I don't know. People are. doesn't say much for people. It doesn't. It does not. I agree. I well, think, they, uh, they they just need they need to have more fantastic vegan stuff, and that's what we're always trying to get out there. That's why I'm here. That's why I'm, I'm here. Fantastic. <laughs> Her name is Julia Allen, and uh, she's going to be coming on in the second half of the show to talk to us about vegetarian times and to make the case for. The veganism of vegetarian times. All right. All right. Cool. And their evolution as a magazine. So yeah, when you and I first went vegan, we used to use that book a lot or use the magazine. Yeah. Read it. Then I, I had a subscription for a little while. Yeah, but they when I'd and say then they started getting really uh, into advertising for dairy and stuff. Right, and I think when when. Uh, about 14 years ago when we first started getting it, um, it was not high egg and dairy, but it was, I mean, there was definitely a focus on egg and dairy recipes. And then I feel like about five years after that, it started to kind of transition to more, having more vegan recipes. Oh, you think so? I think so. That's what I recall. Because I remember being, I remember not being that into it. And then later on picking it up and seeing that they had kind of transitioned a little bit and being like, oh, Okay. They're on to something. They got it. What is it? <laughs> it's the new vegan direction. And speaking of the new vegan direction, I'm very excited about this book that's out called Eating Animals. It's not out yet. It's not out. Oh. You, I, you misled I don't know if you me. should be excited. I don't know what it's about. You, you misled me. Well, we know. I didn't mislead you. The, uh, say the author's Natalie name again. Portman has read the book. Right, but and it got her to go vegan but again. Name the author or again. Go vegan for the first time. We're not sure. Oh my gosh, you can't remember. It's the author of um, Everything <laughs> Is Illuminated. Yeah, Jonathan Safran Foer. Exactly. Is and that so, how you say it? Yeah, Jonathan Safran Foer. So he his last book that he wrote, Everything Is Illuminated. I think that was the one. He had a ten year old vegan character in it. 
Oh, was, was there? Was that? Well, his he's got he had two books out before this latest one, and I can't. I might be getting the titles confused, but it's well. There was a movie. Everything is eliminated. Okay, so I don't know if the there was a vegan in that. Okay, so it wasn't everything is illuminated. That was his first book. Then his second book. No, his first book was something else. Okay. So his first book is the one where he had a 10-year-old vegan character in it. So I assume that his latest book, which is called Eating Animals, has some kind of vegan focus or propaganda, especially if Natalie Portman went vegan after reading it. There. Okay. <laughs> Woo, that was and, uh, which, making a long story long. <laughs> which led us on a trail of researching this story that, um, you know, we had thought that Natalie Portman was vegan already. True. But apparently she was a, had an interview with uh, Jake, Gile- Jake Jake Gyllenhaal. Gyllenhaal? Yep. I don't know who that is. He's the He was in that really weird, creepy um, time travel movie. Or no, he was in um, he was in that uh, queer cowboy movie. Queer cowboy. Oh. Yeah. And Ang Ang Lee. He was. In he that- was the uh, Brokeback Mountain. Yes. The the guy that didn't die. Correct. Yes. But he died in the movie. Yes. He died in the movie. Yes. Very <laughs> confusing. good. I, it is very confusing. <laughs> um, so Jake Gyllenhaal was interviewing her, which is kind of strange. It's, why was some star interviewing another star? It's a little weird. Well, you know. It's what they do in Hollywood. Okay. Stroke each other. So he was interviewing her, and she made some comment that Carvel ice cream cake was her favorite cake so her favorite food her favorite food was uh carvel ice cream cake okay so but now now we have a new scoop that carvel ice cream in west la is serving temptation vegan soft serve from the chicago soy dairy awesome so i I don't know if that's a nationwide thing I, i guess it's probably just in la i'm sure those bastards (laughs) <laughs> and just to plug while we're on non-dairy ice creams, I'm going to, can I? Pl- you can't plug. Oh, that's right. Okay. Anyways, well, I'm all about hemp ice cream these days. You guys try it out. Hemp ice cream. Hemp ice cream. It is the latest and it's the greatest. Blissful. It is pretty fantastic. Um, Cool. And you've been eating hemp ice cream. Does it have omega Trees in it and it, stuff. It does, in fact, Derek Blank Goodwin. And I've also been drinking the hemp milk, which has the omega threes and omega sixes, and you can get the unsweetened version. Um, and so, for the people that are trying to kind of watch their soy intake, it's really fantastic, tasty, creamy alternative. I feel like I should do a commercial for him. Tasty, creamy <laughs> alternative. Um, it looks like Scott is at the door outside. He just texted me. He doesn't know the combination either. <laughs> I guess I'll go let him in. You guys are pretty bad. <laughs> um, <laughs> now I have to just talk. Think, Derek, think. <laughs> we had an uh, event at Cafe Evolution uh, yesterday, the Vegan Diner 3, a fundraiser for the vegan bus that went very well. I want to thank everyone that helped us out with that. Um, and we had uh, the musical artist named... Amanda. Um, Amanda. What's her last name? Rogers. Lovely. No. Amanda <laughs> Rogers. No, it's not Amanda <laughs> Rogers. <laughs> uh, Amanda. 
What was her name? Scott? I could have sworn it was Amanda Rogers. I was. Oh, it's Amanda Rogers. <laughs> Even though I wasn't at the event, I seem to be the only one that can recall what her name is. Roger that. Um, we featured her on the show before, and she was really great live. <clears throat> we'll play some of her music at intermission, won't we, Scotty? Scott was just meditating. He was doing some Vipassana meditation, and I think he went over on his time. She gave me a yes. she gave me a CD that has uh, a Radiohead cover on it. No surprises. Actually, that that does surprise me. She gave you her CD that has a Radiohead cover on it. Yeah. She just she covers pirate- Radiohead. Oh, she covers Radiohead. I see. Fantastic. Boy, we're really going nowhere fast today. What? <laughs> well, we're we're letting Scott sink in here a little bit. Yeah. What, I'm what settling. Else? I'm settling. Well, what All else? Right. What else? Should I turn this thing on? What or else what? do we want to talk about here? Um. Besides our. I don't know. Should we start the show over? No, don't start over. <laughs> turn this turn this thing on though. Make it's it supposedly make it, on. Make it work. Thank you. It's great to be here. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be here all night. Yeah, we'll be here all week. Uh, tip your waitress. The book is coming out November 2nd, Eating Animals. Okay. Maybe we can get him on the show. Oh, I don't know. He's kind of, maybe. He lives in Brooklyn. He's a pretty, he might. I mean, I being if I hung a, out at food swings, I'd find him. I know. I think because he's, I think because he's a vegan, I think we might have a chance. I know. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. So what's the title of his book mean? Well, we're unsure, but his his first book... I thought it was. Well, it got Natalie Portman to go vegan. To go so. vegan. Oh, that's the one. And one of his books, the one, it, it's not everything is illuminated. The other one, he had a ten-year-old vegan character in it. Wait a minute, we didn't get her to go vegan, and he did. I don't know. Well, I know she hasn't listened crazy. to vegan radio, as far as we know. <laughs> if she did, I mean, all the rest of the stars are listening, so I can't. I don't, I don't know. know why she's not. I don't know. She's supposedly pretty bright. Why isn't she listening to our show? I don't know. Well, she's got a vegan line of shoes. She uh-huh. does? Since yeah. when? That's oh, old wow. news. We covered it on the show. I don't know She's got a were. vegan line of shoes, but then she's talking about eating Carvel ice cream cake? That's very strange. It was yeah, just well, a, you know. it was a lapse. <laughs> but see, this is, again, what we talked about in the past, which is like why it's kind of fun to focus on the stars that are vegan, but shouldn't put too much stock in it because, you know, they're kind of can be back and forth sometimes. Yeah. That's right. You know, she might have like. And we're not PETA. Eating, we're vegan radio. She's eating Carvel right. cake for a roll. Mm. You know, Bridget Jones five. No, Scott, you missed the whole conversation. I think. You, <laughs> I think you better just give us a new news item because Iceland is planning a huge whale meat export to Japan. Wow. Mm. Yeah. How about that, Iceland? You know, just when you think, you know, you've got this great, progressive, wonderful place, very small population, everybody knows and loves each other. Mm. But you're no. probably going to be underwater pretty soon, anyways. <laughs> What? It's all right. It's probable. But apparently uh, the Finn Whaling Company said on Friday it plans a huge export of about 1,500 tons of whale meat, mainly to Japan after wrapping up its hunting season for this year. So now that's okay, even though it's illegal to do whaling in Japan? Uh, yep, apparently. No, J- Japan's one of the people, the countries that breaks the whaling. But it is technically illegal. Um. Well, I thought. No, they they claim that they do it for research. Oh. 
And then they sell the uh, meat okay. to their school children. Well, then, then what could if if the if Iceland is then importing into there, exporting, or is exporting to them? They can't. How could they say they're not going to be able to say that that's for research? I think both both of those countries kind of wave or you know flip us right. off when we try to right tell them not to eat whales. Yeah, well, I'm raising a big flipper to them. Uh, apparently, uh, let's see, the boss of the company, Valor, said the firm brought ashore 125 fin whales this season, following a huge rise in the number of animals they were allowed to catch. Apparently, they were allowed. Uh, last year, the whalers were permitted to catch only nine fin whales. Uh, it went to 150 for the 2009 oh season. God. Allowed so, by Iceland? Uh, yep. So apparently, they ended up with 1,500 tons, uh, that's uh, British tons, of frozen produce uh, that they're preparing to export. So... Uh, <laughs> Christian Loftson said, I am happy with the season. <laughs> uh, his whalers are wrapping up the 2009 season after bringing ashore their final two whales on Friday. So, yep, uh, they caught all but 25 of the fin whales permitted by the quota. Oh, man, the Sea Shepherd's going to have to get another vessel. I know. Seriously, go after the fin. Maybe they need now. to stop spending so much time on TV and get down to some real yeah. work. <laughs> hey, they don't have to do anything to be on TV. They got someone else taking care of all that. But uh, here's another one for your fish lovers out there and whale meat lovers. Uh, they're not fish. Can fish for dinner lead to diabetes? Yep. Reuters Health asks the question, uh, make sure fish ends up on your dinner plate a couple times a week may be a good way to cut your risk for developing heart disease, but it may not do the same for diabetes, a new study's uh, hint. Uh, in the study, researchers found no evidence of reduced risk for diabetes among adults who ate more fish or the essential omega-3 fatty acids obtained primarily from seafood. Mm. Rather, their findings suggest that eating two or more servings of fish a week might slightly increase diabetes risk. Aha. And give you a lot of mercury. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, diet is a key factor in preventing the onset of diabetes in adults, but how omega-3 fatty acids intake impacts diabetes risk is still unresolved. The, uh, the examined ties between fish and omega-3 fatty acids intake in the development of diabetes among 152,700 women. It's a big study. Enrolled in the nurses' health study and 42,504 um. men enrolled in the health professionals' follow-up study. Overall, 9,380 cases of adult-onset diabetes developed among these healthcare workers during the up to 18 years of, of uh, follow-up. After adjusting for lifestyle and other dietary factors, plus body weight, family history of diabetes, and menopausal status and hormone use when applicable, uh, the team noted a diabetes risk in all cohorts consuming higher levels of omega-3 fatty acids. Ooh, that's a little scary. Cohorts. Yep. I mean, that kind of makes me not want to drink my hemp milk. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> you know, <laughs> there's, uh, there's this idea that comes, uh, it's been around for a long time. It comes from alchemy that, you know, basically everything is a poison and you just have to have the right balance of poisons yeah. to uh Well, and I wonder live. if... I wonder if the omega threes and sixes from an animal source, as compared to a plant source, you know, uh -huh. is more the culprit. That's a good question. You know, they should really try that with uh, you know thousands of people who eat nothing but walnuts. <laughs> See how they do. Or hemp seed. And hemp seed, yes, and hemp milk in everything. <laughs> <laughs> Another question for diabetes sufferers: uh, Do health-friendly neighborhoods lower the risk of type two diabetes? So there you could go. You could you could uh, maybe somehow curtail the whole risk from eating fish, but and walnuts by uh, living in a friendly neighborhood, because uh, this in this study the worldwide epidemic of type two diabetes, um, 
you know, it's driven by a combined rise in obesity, intake of energy, dense or nutrient poor foods, and uh, little physical ac- inactivity or lots of physical inactivity, little physical activity. Wow. Yeah. Um, but uh, apparently this, if you live in a, an area that's conducive to exercise and has like healthy supermarkets and things, mm. uh, your risk for diabetes, it would be, you know, logically follow, would be lower than someone who lives in an area where it's not safe to walk and difficult to shop for healthy food. Mm. So uh, in, in fact, uh, they're determining that environment uh, plays a great factor in, of course, human behavior and health. Who knew? <laughs> <laughs> I knew, Scott. Yep. And in the news of the kooky. <laughs> My favorite. Yep. Kooky news. Uh, Florida uh, gators are now becoming a popular food item. Oh, no. Yep. Uh, the knives are sharpened and the shiny steel gurneys bloodied ah! at the All-American Gator products. The end of the line for about a thousand alligators killed during this year's hunting season in Florida. Ow. By the way, I also heard that gators are becoming more effeminized. Uh, due to the presence of um, I heard about that funky too. chemical oh, runoff. And also other fish. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's one of those things that's happening. So these delicious female gators and uh, <laughs> effeminate male gators uh, are becoming really popular. Gay gators? Gators? It's the busiest time of year here at one of the state's largest gator processing plants where the toothy reptiles make their first stop on a path from the swamp to a hamburger bun, a basket of nuggets, or a spot on a shelf full of handbags, wallets, and souvenir heads. They're there, but for the grace of God go we. This is not a pleasant story, Scott. I'm sorry. (laughs) I was looking for some pleasant ones, but you know. How about the vegetarian spider? Okay. Oh, I saw. Yeah, I got that one. That was cool. Actually, I. You know how you should hear the headlines. There, there's so many headlines about the spider. Check it out. Um, spider vegetarian. A vegetarian among thousands of meat-eating spiders. Vegetarian spider still scary. <laughs> <laughs> plant-eating spider found in Central America. First plant-eating spider discovered. Bug off. Only known vegetarian spider prefers plants over insects. First vegetarian spider found in Americas. Uh, so yes, in fact. Scientists have found a spider in Central America that eats mostly plants, the only known vegetarian in an estimated 40,000 species of spiders. Crazy. Yep. Bagheera kiplingi, named for Rudyard kiplingi, <laughs> is a jumping spider that lives in Central America and southern Mexico. It feeds mostly on the nutrient-rich nectar and specialized leaf structures of acacia trees. Oh. Yeah. Where does it get its protein? From acacia trees. <laughs> oh. They, uh, they and cert- uh, acacia trees and certain ants have co-evolved into a mutually beneficial relationship. Uh, what do ants have to do with it, you might ask? <laughs> what do they have to do with it? Well, the trees give the ants food, nectar, and specialized leaf tips called belchian bodies and shelter the plant's hollow spines uh, in the plant's hollow spines while the ants defend the plant against other animals. Hmm. Uh, but Ki- B. Kiplingi exploits they got this ants relationship. ants their plants up there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right and somebody the, stop them the rain falls mainly on the plains i hear um <laughs> Derek always proud of that one over there okay, okay. <laughs> um yep they exploit this relationship by eating the acacia n- nectar and belchian bodies without helping to defend the plant the vegetarian spider uses the sharp eyes and agility it shares with other jumping spiders not to hunt the ants that patrol the acacia bush but to avoid them Eric Olson of Brandeis University first discovered B. Kiplingi in 2001 and co-authored the full description appearing this week in the journal Current Biology. What surprised us most about the discovering uh, 
of this spider's extraordinary ecology was to find it on the antacaceous, said co-author Robert Curry of Villanova University in a statement. This well-known mutualism has been studied by tropical ecologists for nearly 50 years, yet the spider's role was not noticed until Olson's discovery in 2001. Curry's student, Christopher Meehan, independently observed the same herbivorous behavior in spiders in Quintana Roo, south of Cancun, Mexico, home of six-foot-tall beard glasses. <laughs> um, <laughs> the researchers took high-resolution <laughs> video of the spiders to monitor what they were eating. In the Mexican population, the Belchian bodies of acacia trees made up 90% of the 140 food items the spider ate. That just goes to show that uh, Science any, doesn't know anything. Any species can evolve to be vegan. And there are so many things that science do not know that we're discovering every day. Really? Well, in fact, it's, it's kind of true. You know, they, they had a story um, only a few months ago, maybe six months ago, where uh, they had discovered this uh, species of lizard, which had been isolated on a, like an island from uh, others of its kind. And they had observed them something like 40 years um, at 40-year intervals. And they found when they came back after 40 years, they had become vegetarian lizards and that their their digestive systems had, had actually altered to be more conducive to eating vegetables. Interesting. And they meditated. <laughs> <laughs> and they had become Vipassana meditators. That was the kookiest thing of all. Yeah, well, if you watch a, if you ever watch a lizard for any long period of time, you they're would very, think they were. Pretty meditative, yeah. You know, they're their pretty. eyes are looking in different directions. I mean, you have to be pretty attentive to be able to do yeah. that. So that vegetarian spider had some crazy eyes. Did you see the picture of it? I did. It had eight crazy eyes. Crazy eyes. Wow. You know, arrayed <laughs> on the front of its very square looking head. That's probably why that one headline said it was still scary. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it depends, I still wouldn't you know. want that spider in my bed. Yeah. Plus they can jump like really far. Wow. Really? Really far. <laughs> 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 you know, because they're jumping spiders. And if you've ever seen them, they can jump something like, you know. 20, 30 feet. No really? way. These little Come on. Suckers. Oh, yeah, they're incredible. You're making it up. No. That's what happens when you get ants in your plants. Uh, you okay. jump like crazy. That's right. <laughs> jump to get away from them. It's like the time I sat on a log in a Florida swamp and the fire ants got me. Oh. Somebody put a net over Derek Goodwin oh, to take him away. It was the worst. <laughs> yeah, that's fire ants. Yep. I don't think they're vegan. Here's some more good news from New Zealand. The cost of meat and other groceries continues to rise, but vegetable prices have recorded their biggest drops for a decade. Really? Yeah. How come that's not happening over here? Well, we have these subsidies and things. Mm. Um, the low prices look to continue, uh, look set to continue for some time, according to those in the horticulture industry. The uh, food price index issued by the Statistics New Zealand yesterday, uh, October 15th, shows prices increased by 3.3% in the year to September. The lowest annual increase since June. So what's up with that? <laughs> <laughs> mm. Like, why aren't we following suit over here in America? Well, it's just, uh, it's peculiar. You know, I mean, you think if it was just related to, say, economics, it wouldn't matter much. But um, it must have something to do with the way that, that meat is produced. And, you know, certain things are becoming more expensive. Other things becoming less expensive. Yeah. And eh, anyhow not subsidized over there things are things are looking different here not so much here did you, did you know that <clears throat> eating meat can cause sickness paralysis and death yes but uh, how well sort of uh <clears throat> it's hard to draw any other conclusion from michael moss's new new york times blockbuster investigative piece on e coli and industrial beef which centered on the plight of stephanie smith 
a young dance instructor, left comatose near death and now paralyzed from uh, eating a yeah. single Cargill hamburger. I read about that. Oh, man. Single hamburger can include meat from hundreds and thousands of animals. And that <laughs> poop that and comes along with it <laughs> is not good for you. No, it's, it's true. You got to definitely you know, wash. You know, it's not enough to just cook the meat. You just got to cook the meat. Well, they say crazy things, too. They're like to, you know, to put bleach. I don't know, to like put your chicken in bleach. It's so strange. It's like, well, if you have to do that, then maybe you should... Food? <laughs> <laughs> no? All right. Well, well, that's the thing is, you know, the, the, the it's like you've got these downer cows. And apparently this meat packer in like uh, Southern California, this is another story that I came across, uh, was using downer cows for four years. Four years. I mean, the wow. number of cows that go through the slaughterhouse, isn't it basically, yeah. um, you know, they were being dragged on, you know, as usual, you hear the same stories. They're dragged by chains, rammed by forklifts, sprayed with high pressure water, and they want them to stand for processing. And, you know, they get them in there and then, the, you know, whatever. But they're finding more and more like that things like, uh, well, they, mm. they recently found that a, a variety of um, Kreutzfeldt-Jakob or mad cow type disease spreading in deer through uh, through their feces. So, you mm. know, it's certainly possible in, uh, you know, that the, you don't just have to feed other cows to cows or, you know, cats and dogs to cows. You can actually, there could be some, some increased danger just from not being sanitary. Don't eat poo. <laughs> <laughs> Always wash your hands <laughs> before leaving the restroom. <clears throat> there you go. It's a public service message. We should have one just like that here <laughs> on Valley Parade. Don't eat poo. You're listening to WXOJLP Northampton 103.3 FM Valley Free Radio. And please remember, don't eat poo. All right. Well, I think we should uh, play some of that Amanda Rogers we were telling you about here. Um, I haven't burned her CDs she just gave me to a disc yet, but I have some older stuff from her. And uh, we're going to play Hibernating. Because it's winter, and that's what I would like to be doing. All right, do it. Get up in the morning, I put on a smile, and I can't afford it, I can't afford it. I'm missing something, I'm looking for it, but my flows are freezing, they're stealing all my freedom. Da 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 da
We have a caller who had a question. Are you there? Yes. Okay. Um, there were three parts to your story about <laughs> Natalie Portman. One was an interview with Jake Gyllenhaal where she said Carvel was her favorite food, Carvel cakes, I guess. Another one was about her reading a book and becoming vegan. And the third part was about vegan cakes at Carvel. But I'm not sure about the timeline or how one part relates to the other. <laughs> well, uh, good question. We, we got a little long-winded in that section of the show. <laughs> <laughs> well, so the, uh, I guess the original story was about the Carvel. Well, so, some people had assumed that Natalie Portman was vegan. Because she has a line of vegan shoes. Right. And so then, apparently a while ago, we missed this at Vegan Radio, but I guess there was a story that came out that sh uh, she did this interview with, what's his name there? Jake Gyllenhaal. And, uh, and stated, he asked her what her favorite food was, and she said that, it, that Carvel ice cream cake couldn't be beat. Uh -huh. and, then, uh, and so then this new story just came out, that um, she she's vegan now because she read a advanced copy of Jonathan Foer's new book called, called Eating, Eating Animals. Animals. And so then <clears throat> when that story came out, somebody had posted on a forum that Carvel does have a vegan ice cream cake uh -huh. In in L.A., which is... So do we know whether she meant she was eating the vegan cake or, or not? Well, that's where we don't know. We we have to get Natalie Portman to come on our show. <laughs> We're going to have to send, uh, send Toby Maguire after her. <laughs> get the, oh, get the lowdown. Toby Maguire? Toby's oh, vegan. Toby Maguire's vegan. Yeah. Oh, he's vegan also. He's yes. No, he's, he's no Jake Gyllenhaal, but he's vegan. He's, he's, he's definitely... He's, he's a, pretty he's a, cute. What are you talking about? Know, he's he, a confirmed... By the way, while I'm on the air... Uh, another book uh, that people should read, um, I got a copy from, I don't know if you know the organization, The Fund for Animals. Um, yeah. They're one of those organizations that actually goes out and hands-on takes on people abusing animals. Uh, they airlifted the burrows out of the uh, Grand Canyon when the Department of the Interior wanted to shoot them all. Oh, yeah. Animal homes on ranches and airlifted them out. And they wow. also have a boat, a fishing boat, that they've put concrete in the nose of. Uh, I'm not sure if they still just have one or if they have more than one now, but they have at least one. And it sails the ocean and rams illegal whalers. It sinks, well, it doesn't, I don't think it actually sinks them, but it rams them and puts them out of commission. Oh, wow. good. So they're like Anyway, the... the guy who founded this organization, I'm blocking on his name right now, but he wrote a book called Humankind with a question mark. Humankind, right? Um, and it's all about how hunting teaches us how to take life for granted and be able to kill not just animals but people too. Mm. And oh, I yeah. actually lent a copy of mine to an avid hunter uh, who was kind of starting to think about whether he should be hunting or not. And he started to read the book, and he completely turned off hunting. So it's oh great, so it's awesome! A book people should look at. Absolutely. Wow. So it's it's called Humankind, and it's put out by the Fund for Animals? It's put out by the Fund for Animals. It was written by the guy who started the Fund for Animals, but I'm blocking on his name right now. And it's humankind with a question mark, like a question. Is our humans kind? In right. Other words. Right. Well, thanks very much. Yeah, thanks for calling in. It was great. All right. You're very welcome. Okay, have a great day. 
You too. Bye. Bye. All right. Questions and answers. All right. On vegan radio. <laughs> <laughs> we, had a, we had an actual call in. That was pretty exciting. Yeah, for I those know. of you who thought it was called Human End, it's actually <laughs> Human Kind. <laughs> All right. Ow. I hit my head on the microphone. Scott, behave. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, we have Julia Allen on the line from Vegetarian Times. Are you there? How are you doing? Good. How are you? Good. So how's it going? 35 years of Vegetarian Times. What's new? Have you been there since the beginning? (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm actually celebrating my one-year anniversary at Vegetarian Times. Oh, wow. So that brings you a fresh perspective, I'll bet. For sure. And you are a vegan? I am. And how's how's it being a vegan at Vegetarian Times? Um, It's very friendly. Vegetarian Times is... Very vegan-friendly. We were talking uh, at the beginning of the show about Megan and I used to... Uh, I used to have a subscription to Vegetarian Times back probably in 98, no, 96, probably 96, 97. And um, after a while I got, you know, I was vegan and I they started having a lot of uh, advertisements for dairy and stuff and it kind of put me off. So, but I haven't... Checked back in in a few years. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's more than a few years, but <laughs> but um, our our other co-host who's usually here but isn't tonight uh, is a she's a foodie and she definitely gets a lot of recipes out of that magazine. So, mm-hmm. um, I'd say yeah, about half of our recipes are totally vegan. Fantastic. And um, one of our most popular columns is Vegan Gourmet. That's been running for about eight years now. You know, what I'd like to see is a, a vegan versus vegetarian counterpoint column on the on the back page. <laughs> well, we we did have a lot of letters come in in the past couple of months that we've published, um, you know, going back and forth on the oh, really? hot topic. Yeah, so you know, we actually had some readers say that our magazine was getting too vegan and complaining really? about that. <laughs> uh oh. What, so, what was there? They they just wanted to have more recipes with dairy or something. Um, yeah, um, I, I think that some people, um, well, the one person in particular felt that way. <laughs> one person in particular. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so, and so, name we won't mention. And, and so what was your response to that? How did you, how did you react? Um, well, we actually don't respond. We just publish the, you know, the oh, okay. letters from, you know, different reader perspectives. And, right. Um, but, yeah, several readers, um, you know, did respond, like, just add cheese if you want to. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I think was the main response. It's um, kind of a funny uh, role reversal that the vegetarians would have to be uh, substi- substituting <laughs> dairy and eggs for the for the vegan ingredients in the recipe. <laughs> sure is. Yeah, but but no, I mean overall, about half our recipes are vegan. Um, about half our audience is not vegetarian, um, but just interested in vegetarianism or becoming vegetarian or eating more vegetarian meals so you know we really do appeal to everyone and i think we're all on the same team so do you try to be like a gateway magazine to get uh people that don't eat vegetarian that might be afraid of the word vegan you can like they can start with vegetarian times and then maybe i think that's actually what i did i probably started Mm -hmm. subscribing before i was vegan 
Well, yeah, I mean, I think it's really important to, you know, reach the masses um, who need the information the most. Um, I think, you know, it's, everyone's sort of on their own path, their own journey um, with diet. It's really personal, so people go back and forth um, or not. Um, so, you know, I think... I think, I don't know so much that I would use the word gateway, but I think that we're... You know, <laughs> I like gateway. Really <laughs> 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 I think we're just really inviting, um, you know, and, uh, and that, you know, the focus is really just on, on the food and, um, and on cooking and in that way. Um, you know, we try to appeal to everyone. Are there any um, internal, like, do you have vegan, you're a vegan, there's probably vegetarians working there. Is there any kind of internal like controversy arguing about <laughs> about what's what content's going to get in there and you know uh, is there is there a faction trying to steer the magazine one way or another? No, I think uh, for the most part um, we're all on the same page. Um, you know, we're uh, all the we have you know all all different uh, diets on staff. The editors all happen to be vegetarian, but um, there's a lot of people who work in the office who aren't, and um, you know, wow. it's by no means a prerequisite for you know working here. Um, but yeah, I mean amongst amongst us, we have vegans, we have vegetarians, we have uh, omnivores alike. And, Sounds um, like a dilemma. <laughs> Sounds no, like you want to create some controversy, not, Derek. Uh, I know. You guys should hire me. I can stir things up for you. <laughs> so. What's been the hottest topic at Veg Times? Um, well, for me, um, I'm really excited about a, a feature piece that I wrote for the November December issue, which is happens to be our 35th anniversary issue. So um, it's got a, a feature in there, uh, which is called Compassion Matters, and it's basically a veg etiquette guide um, for the holiday season. So it has a lot of do's and don'ts for omnivores and vegetarians um, to kind of just help keep the peace throughout All right. the holiday season. <laughs> right. We need that. And yeah, so that, I mean, if that's what you mean by hot topic, there's, um, you know. They tell the omnivores not to serve any animal products? (laughs) Um, Well, um, (laughs) you know, it does discuss, you know, um, whether or not um, vegetarians should allow, um, you know, meat dishes to be brought into their home if if it's important to their family members. Yeah. you know, or not, or, you know, just really how to compromise um, in a way that uh, is not offensive to anyone. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, so, um, and then, you know, we've got a lot of great uh, stuff in that issue. We've got a Thanksgiving menu by Brian Terry, the Vegan Soul Kitchen, author of Vegan Soul Oh, yeah, yep, I saw Um, that new cookbook. So he did our Thanksgiving menu, and we've got uh, reader recipes from our 2009 reader recipe contest, um, and we've got a baking story that uses all natural sweeteners like agave and rice syrup, um, and we've got a Q&A with Michael Pollan. We've got a Uh-oh. one-on-one with Alicia Silverstone. Um, and so what's your, your Q&A with Michael Pollan, you said? Yeah. And how does that uh, pan out, being that he's not um, vegetarian? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, well, actually, um, 
I did that interview, and I, I focused mainly on um, his edition, uh, his young reader's edition of The Omnivore's Dilemma. So that was just released, um, I think, in October. So I was He's trying to corrupt him. the youth. What's that? He's trying to corrupt the youth. <laughs> He's trying to save them. Let's hear, yeah. what, let's hear what she's got to say. Hey, um, I get to interject. <laughs> <laughs> I was basically asking him, you know, what, what inspired him to, you know, adapt the book for young readers. Um, you know, and so I really kept the focus off vegetarianism and more on, you know, what his message is about, you know, food and why he's trying to reach the youth with that message. Mm, okay. you know, he definitely knows how to get people to think about these issues, so uh, without being too, um, you know, controversial about it. So I kind of appreciate that. Yeah. And, sure. if he, and, and if he goes veggie, great. We <laughs> talked with Alicia Silverstone about her new book, which is called The Kind Diet. That's a, a book of vegan recipes. Yeah, I, I just heard about that one today. Just uh, today? Just today. You didn't hear how Alicia Silverstone called me? No, I didn't hear she that. She called me on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Derek's very vegan starstruck. Well, she was, I only hear she these was things if you tell me. <laughs> she was looking for uh, a picture Pictures. to Pict put in the book, but... She had me mistaken for someone else. Because <laughs> oh, you, you took the bad pictures of her farm sanctuary. Hey, I, got, I got her number and uh, email. <laughs> so uh, with a 35-year-old magazine, in uh, a print magazine in an internet world, yeah. uh, what kind of changes are going on and is that benefiting you? Oh, um, yeah, I'm actually the web editor um, as well. So vegetariantimes.com um, uh -huh. is, uh, is vibrant, and we offer, um, you know, the world's largest collection of vegetarian recipes. So it's, um, we've got over 12,000 recipes on our website, and um, the beautiful part about the website um, is that all of those recipes are, have, you can search them basically by you know all kinds of different advanced search options. So yeah, I actually uh, just went on there a couple of days ago and searched because there was a sweet potato sweet potato biscuit recipe. Remember that, Megan? Oh yeah. From back in the day, and yeah. uh, I wanted to make it, and I couldn't find the original, so I I went on your oh, website yeah. and looked it up, and it was from 1999. I, yeah, that was from yeah, oh, and Veg it said, Times. Uh, <laughs> wow. And it, it it was actually there. That's right. Yeah, the the recipes online go back to 1997, and um, wow, we've got cool. all different types of you know search tags. So if you're looking for gluten free, and you're looking for you know a Thanksgiving dish, and you want it to be um, Mexican, um, you know you can check off uh, you know a variety of. Um, so you could just search for vegan recipes. Sure. Oh yeah. Yeah. The main uh, tags are you know vegan. Low fat, low calorie, gluten free, aphrodisiac, free, egg free. <laughs> That's what I'm looking for. What's that? I'm looking for aphrodisiac foods. <laughs> and then, yeah, and then we offer, um, you know, so much more than just the recipe search online as well. You know, of course, we offer our our feature stories, our you know editors' top stories, and we offer sweepstakes giveaways. Right now, we've got a holiday giftorama, so we're giving away um, all of the, you know. Uh, Gifts that were featured in the holiday gift guide in the magazine, and we always now, are those all vegan? Questions. If a vegan yeah. won those gifts, would they be able to accept them all? Um, I b I believe so. I would have to double check, um, but yeah, I believe that they are all vegan. They could customize too. So when you uh, become the uh, 
CEO of... What are you, the vegan police, Derek? Yeah, <laughs> as a matter of fact. <laughs> I should be wrong. There's the some listeners. truffles. I'm seeing some truffles. Truffles? Truffle alert. Oh, oh, yeah. vegan. There are vegan I'm truffles, sure. though. Zen truffles. Could you send some of those to us to review for I, you? <laughs> <laughs> yes, we'd love to review some things for you. In fact, send the whole gift basket and we'll do a show about it and then we'll send it back to you. <laughs> <laughs> Empty. Um, so, and we've, we also offer um, four different newsletters, so weekly newsletters and those are recipe newsletters. Um, so if you're interested in just the vegan recipes, you can sign up for the So this is an online newsletter? Um, email. That would be, you know, emailed to you once a week. Yeah. And that's all free, correct? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. And then Mary Margaret Chappelle, VT's food editor, writes a newsletter as well, My Vegetarian Times, that comes out once a week. So you can sign up for those through our website. We have an editor's blog, too, and um, that's really exciting right now. One of our editors is pregnant, and she's blogging twice a week about uh, her vegetarian pregnancy. Has um, she had any turkey cravings yet? Oh <laughs> I don't think so. Sometimes I hear these strange things about like vegan pregnant women having some strange craving, but only during pregnancy. Hmm. Oh, it happens. That's for sure. Yeah. <coughs> so not. Sad. So nothing. That's good. That's great. <laughs> yeah. So I think you know. Um, I don't know if I answered your question, um, but yeah, we. I certainly. Um, the vegetariantimes.com is the. Uh, you know, great addition to the print version of the magazine, um, but the the recipes don't go up right away. So you, the uh, our subscribers have first access, and then once the issue goes off sale, we put the recipes online. So are we looking at a future where there might not be a print magazine at all? I don't think so. Oh. Um, I, you know, I really honestly don't think anything can replace the feeling of, you know, Laying back, um, you know, with the magazine in your hand, not being plugged in, or that's in. how I feel. I wish more people felt that way. <laughs> I re- I do. I really. It's the. It's. Yeah, it's I, lost, I think our 1.4 million readers uh, feel that way about Vegetarian wow. Times. So wow. Well, of course. I can't remember the last time I read something in print. Today. Oh, I only. Well, our 1.4 list million listeners are uh, not. Not complaining. <laughs> <laughs> and by 1.4 million, okay, well, never mind. <laughs> I won't get into that. Well, is there anything else that you would like to talk about? Anything else you'd like to highlight about In the next Veg minutes. Times? Um, sure. Well, one thing that we're you know really excited about for the coming year is a new department called Gluten-Free Pantry. And um, we've really done a lot of work over the past uh, year uh, to really uh, index all of our gluten-free recipes. Um, and so, um, you know, if you're out there and you're vegetarian and you're gluten-free, then, um, you know, we, we've we got a lot of delicious recipes in store for this coming year. Awesome. I would, I would like to say that it's definitely trickier when you're doing vegan and gluten-free. So if, if you want any... Uh, um, I don't if you know. want any advice, call wa- Megan. No, not if you want any <laughs> advice. No, I'm just, I'm hoping that with your new department that uh-huh. there's definitely, you definitely put a focus on that because I know sure. it's it's tougher without the, the eggs. Sure. Well, actually, I do, uh, if you turn to the back of the magazine when you mm-hmm. get it each month, there's an index. So yep. we, we index for, it's like a map, with, you know, 
little boxes. Yep. Um, so you can just scan every recipe and issue and see right away which ones, you know, are both vegan and gluten-free. Oh, fantastic. Um, you know, and I'm, I'm doing that now and, you know, noticing about 10. So, um, you know, there's always, you know, a, a healthy serving of vegan, gluten-free recipes nice. in every issue. Nice. Well, I hate to cut you off, but we're out of time here. The next next programmer is about to take over all right well thanks for having me thank yeah. you so much you so another much 35 years yeah awesome well, and congratulations more. all right Bye-bye. bye bye all right the legend that's it we gotta go vegetarian times thanks for listening this is wxojlp northampton 103.3 fm the show is vegan radio up next is scene red with tony udell and stay tuned and go vegan and go stay vegan, vegan. Please remember, and 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 please remember, and